not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture, movies and TV shows. My name is Sam and with me, he's found time to die. It feels so good to be able to finally say it, that we've watched the film that was due out a long, 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 long time ago. It's me and it's Chris. Hello, Chris. You found time to die finally. How do you feel? Do you feel dead? Oh. Oh, okay. One man, one man show from now on, eh? <laughs> He's gone. That's it. Oh. It's okay. I just got rebooted. It's fine. Well, that was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good. How are you? I'm good, mate. I am jolly good. And we did indeed find time to die, didn't we? What a Bloody time. well did it. Bloody well did. Bloody well Bloody did. Bloody well it. did. There, there, was, there was plenty of time to die in the end, wasn't there? There was bloody nearly three hours worth of time to die in that. Yeah, there was. It was quite a, a lengthy film, to be fair. Although I wouldn't say it really felt like it when we were watching it, but. Uh, uh, it felt long, but it didn't feel like three hours. No, 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 no. It didn't feel. Yeah, it didn't feel three hours. But, I mean, before we get on to the main topic, which is obviously the new Bond, No Time to Die, mm-hmm. um, we've got to quickly chat about what we've been watching this week. Have we been watching much else, Ooh. or have you just kind of been watching your... Uh... So, we we skipped it last week, so I'll touch on the little things that I watched last week as well. So, I'm continuing my rewatch of the Nightmare, Ra- Nightmare on Elm Street I like film, how so we decided to skip one. it last week, and we're talking about it this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to recap quickly. Watch the second and the third one. They are so good. Such good films. You would probably like them. Um, it's questionable. What else did I watch? I finished Squid Game, because okay. we haven't spoken about this on the podcast yet since we finished it, and considering it's the only thing the internet's fucking talking about. Well, I'll... Uh, uh, I'll have quit- you finished it yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll quickly mention that I finished it now as well. Okay. So, what did you think? Because I was a little bit underwhelmed with it. Uh, I can totally get why you were underwhelmed. I absolutely understand that. Um, I did really enjoy it, to be fair. I thought some of the twists were quite good. I don't think it was exactly um, predictable of what was going on. Uh, I do think it probably overkilled the twist within a twist, and then, oh, there's lots of unanswered questions, so let's set it up for the potential of the next season, Um, which it absolutely did, anyway. But... Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think just the premise, I think maybe the the visuals of it were all really interesting. Uh, I thought a lot of the way it was filmed was actually quite interesting as well. Um, I think it was just entertaining than anything. I don't think it was anything groundbreaking in terms of its writing or its narrative, but um, I think maybe the acting and the uh, style of it was all really cool. Yeah, I think it was just, like you said, none of the twists were surprising for me at all like they did too many twists and they were all the most predictable thing in the world um so it kind of fell a bit flat and it felt like it was trying to give this greater meaning to everything but didn't at the same time it thought that just leaving it ambiguous was enough of a meaning but it wasn't yeah (laughs) Um, yeah i get that it felt a little bit like underwhelming for me and also i realized this when i watched the video about it um 
I was thinking all the time that I was watching it, I recognised this entire show from somewhere, and it's just the first arc from Kaiji, which is an anime. Um, it's just that redone, shot for shot, including... I didn't talk to you about this the other day because I didn't want to spoil anything, but the final game is literally shot for shot taken from this anime series. Oh, okay. Um, so it, and even everything, including the workers wearing red and the players wearing green and stuff like that, the final challenge, they literally have to put on numbered bibs and do the exact same game. Well, and I was like, the, this is where I've seen it all before. Not the final, but that's the second to final challenge, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, why does this feel so familiar? And I thought, oh, I've just watched a load of Death Game stuff, so nothing's original. But then I was like, wait, no, I've seen this exact thing before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it was fine for what it is. Um, I wouldn't be mad to get a season two of it. Um, no, because... Which I don't think they had any plans of until it started to do so well. And now Netflix are saying, oh, yeah, we're going to try and get a season two out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's killed it, hasn't it? It's been all this hype. Um, and I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it got a season two. But also, I mean, yeah. it, it left on such a, like, setup. So, yeah, I really just would not be surprised if we got one. Um, yeah. Uh, I all, yeah, like I said, that's the, old, that's the only other thing that I also watched. Um, I've yeah. not really watched anything else um, other than that. Uh, I'm trying to finish um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, I just keep watching. Trying to finish it. It's yeah. that bad you can't finish it. No, I just keep watching like five minutes every now and then. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's definitely... As it was meant to be watched. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not how you're meant to watch a film, but uh, it's how it's how I'm doing it at the minute anyway. It, so. It's that bad you can't watch more than five minutes in a row without turning it off. Yeah, I, I am not the fan. I am not the biggest fan of uh, Electro's look in this at all upon no. rewatching it. Yeah, Are we it's... hoping that he comes back, but he's not blue? I am um, hoping he's yellow. Hoping he's, he's like yellow big old lining. green and yellow. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. What else have I been watching? I watched something. And I was like, oh, I need to talk about that on the podcast, and now I cannot remember for the life of me. I cannot remember. Well then, still watching Why the Last Man. That was really interesting. That's actually why I uh, wasn't here like half an hour ago was because I finished the jobs that I needed to do be, uh, doing and then I finished the episode I was watching. Shit's getting real weird. They're changing things up from the comic books, but I kind of understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of making it creepy in a totally different way, which I'm I'm all for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's some creepy, creepy cult stuff going on. Creepy cults. It's, it's, all, it's all good. Cool. <laughs> um there was something else, and I just cannot remember for the life of me, so I'll just leave it. Yeah, but, okay, cool. Yeah. So is there much in the way of news this week, then? I don't think <laughs> I've seen too much. <laughs> well, there's obviously a fuck ton of Marvel news come out, so I'll get onto that in a second. Okay, you, the first little if bit. There's a, if there's a fuck ton of Marvel news, you literally just get to bullet point it. <laughs> yeah. I will do, trust me. Uh, the first little bit is we've had our first shot, well, not Marvel news, first bit of news. Uh, we've had our first look of Timothy Charlemagne as Wonka in yes. the Willy Wonka reboot. Yes, we have. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a bloody Victorian-looking man, isn't he? He was born to be in a cap and tails, this fella, hasn't he? Yeah, he's very, very much, it's the style of, like, Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, yeah. I feel, like... I th- I feel like that's more the look that they're going for with him in this. 
it's sort of like that time between time type thing, you know, where like he's dressed Victorian, but then like even the Gene Wilder stuff, like there was a lot of Victorian stuff with like Charlie's family and stuff, but then like there was technology in the in the Wonka factory and stuff. So it's sort of like in its own sort of pocket time type thing. So because this is a prequel, I'm going to guess it's going to be sort of around like the tw- maybe like the n- turn of the 20th century, maybe mm. maybe. He's in everything at the know. moment, bloody Timothy Chalamet, isn't he? He's, in... he's Charlemagne it up. Yeah. He bloody well is. He's right in the limelight. Oh, there's, there's actually <laughs> quite a lot of uh, photos from behind the scenes. Like, there's a there's a dock where he's got the boat, and there's all sorts of oh. stuff. Oh, none of these were in the article that I saw. Maybe they came out since I screenshotted this stuff. A couple of old the beginning of the week. cars. He's there with a, what looks like a... A Victorian military man, maybe? Okay. Looks like he's got his suitcase, like he's going to go on an adventure and uh, discover the secret of chocolate, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) The hidden secret of the chocolate falls. (laughs) Okay. um, Any more news before I just get on to the bloody Marvel stuff? Because there's a a bloody whole load of bloody Marvel stuff in there going on. There always bloody is, Um, isn't there? That HBO Max has announced that June will be releasing one day early on HBO Max before it's released in cinemas. Really? So best believe what's going to get ripped and put on the internet and get no viewership at the same <laughs> Well, I mean, we're probably still going to go watch it at the cinema, aren't we? It's not going to lose Well, us. we don't have HBO Max in the UK, so... Yeah, we don't have a choice. You but betcha. we do have the internet. We do. We do have the internet. Okay. Before- a little bit about Halloween Kills as well. Okay. Um, they tried to get Paul Rudd back, but Paul Rudd was too busy with bloody Ghostbusters and Ant Man in it and all that sort of shenanigans. So he didn't return to play uh, Tommy, I believe it was. Yeah, Tommy Doyle. Mm. Um, so they got the original actor back who played him as a child. He's now back. So that's good in one way that they got the original actor back, but they wanted to get. Paul Rudd, probably because he was more star power. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they were going to do two versions. And there's also a lot of petitions in the US um, asking them to cut out the entire intro scene, which involves a firefighter massacre, because they're saying it's disrespectful to firefighters, but they're totally okay with all the teenagers being slaughtered. Yeah, that's not disrespectful <laughs> to teenagers at all, is it? <laughs> People's logic, they're like, this is disrespectful to our firefighters. It's like, so children, elderly women, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, perfectly fine. Police officers, they don't care about them being killed. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Firefighters is where I draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) Some people have been watching too much bloody Chicago Fire these days, mate, telling you. (laughs) We all know he's been watching too much Chicago (laughs) Fire, and it's all in your house. Okay, shall we get on to the big old marvel newsy news? Yeah, oh, there's been a, uh, a head of DC fandom, there's been a photo of um, from the Batman of Batman looking over a Gotham City. There is, yeah. I was going to wait until next week, because DC fandom is this weekend, I believe. Mm. So it's all kicking off. Yeah, it's on Saturday, it's the 16th. We're currently recording this on the Thursday. Yeah. Um. So we are starting to get a few little teasers of what's going to be shown. Um, Every day they're teasing more and more stuff, but nothing like explicit. We know we're getting a Batman trailer on day one. Then we're getting a behind-the-scenes look at Black Adam. Trailer for Shazam, I believe. Um, There's another film. 
I think there's another film coming out, and I can't think what it is that we're getting a look at. Oh, Flash. Um, the Flash. I think we might get a BTS of that as well. Um, yeah, there's a whole whole load of stuff about that. Speaking of DC, have you seen the that? Uh, this is comic book news, but it's, it's fun to talk about. That uh, Jonathan Kent, Superman's son, has been revealed to be bisexual. So, and he is now DC's version of Superman. Superman is left to uh, go explore the the universe. Yeah, I did. So we're see left this. with a bisexual Superman. That's yeah, very nice. I did. Yeah, I feel like maybe a few people think it's maybe gone a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I I did read a little bit online, like in the comments and stuff. The comments were mm-hmm. a little bit toxic over this, but yeah. Yeah, uh, people think it's shoehorning, but it's kind of really not. Like the progression that Jonathan Kent's had and stuff like that, it's just, it's just a change, isn't it? Like people are thinking, oh, they're taking Superman and making him gay. Like I saw loads of people saying, oh yeah, get Henry Cavill to be gay on screen and stuff. It's like you clearly haven't read any of the articles. You know what I mean? You're just getting angry or overly excited about everything that's wrong with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's a really good change that they've done and. Jonathan Kent is one of the best new characters. Just embrace it, you know what I mean? Just embrace it. Just embrace it. It's great. Anyway, Marvel news, because fuck me, there's a lot of Marvel news. <laughs> so this is, this is bordering on trailers as well, like, in a second. So, first bit of news. We've had casting of Adam Warlock for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yes, 3. Yes, big story. Big, big story. So I believe it is, yeah, it's Will Porter... Um, or Poulter, maybe? Yeah. You pronounce it? He's a young British actor. Uh, he was in loads of stuff. He was in the Maze Runner films. He was in Vacation, where he became that meme. Uh, he... Uh, what was it? You recognise this in guy Black Mirror and stuff. in everything yeah, he's in. Yeah, I think he had a cameo in one of the Star Wars films, I think is what I'm thinking of. Mm. Um, Son of Rambo from back in the day, if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, he's a great actor. He will be playing God, uh, um, Adam Warlock, and James Gunn announced it and was like singing his praises. Um, so he he thanked him for everything that he's been saying. He's like, oh yeah, perfect actor. Couldn't find a better actor to play this part. So they've been having a back and forth on the social, being like, oh no, thank you. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, it, it all seems very wholesome. James Gunn addressed this pretty much straight away, didn't he? He was like, I don't normally address fake news, but this is uh, this is not fake. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's doing his research for the role already, which is great. Um, a lot of people like are getting photos of him when he was definitely still a teenager and being like, I'm sorry, is this meant to be Adam Warlock? The picture of like human perfection is like, <laughs> give the fuck over. Like, Look at him now that he's like 26 years old. Like, This guy's a strapping young lad. Yeah. Stop being so fucking butthurt about it. Just because he wasn't in the Infinity War, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Plus, also, give him a James Gunn, because these people who you won't expect to be killing a role really do kill it when they come out into it, you know? Name one bad bit of casting in the MCU. Uh, yeah, it's very hard. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, out of curiosity, yeah, name one, bit, one bad casting in the new DC films. Uh, a lot of people might say Jared Leto is the Joker. I'm not 100% um, either way. Um, I wouldn't bad casting. Uh, probably not mm. as much in the Snyder Cut. Let's like to balance that out. Yeah, probably. Say but he's... Sam, we live in a society, right? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
James Gunn also said that in the holiday special, he's going to be introducing a brand new character. And it's from sort of like the weirder side of Marvel that he didn't think anybody else was going to touch. So he's doing it. Um, I don't know who it could be. I've seen. I, I doubt um, they're going to use the holiday special to inter- introduce Nova or something. And Nova's not really a weird character. I've seen some pretty solid uh, rumors that it could be uh, Santa Claus, the MCU version. Is, of Santa is this Claus. is this rumors or is this just listening to other podcasts that have been? No, 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 it? no. I was actually, I saw it as a rumor. Saw it as a oh, rumor. okay, okay. That would be funny though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, thinking in the Marvel version of santa would be very funny they could maybe have like it's kang the conqueror but this variant is santa or something yeah santa the conqueror (laughs) yeah but that's how he like that's how he delivers all the presents because he's got time travel uh see that's how he gets around the world and thing that's how you do it uh I i felt like there was another bit of marvel news oh there is following on from hawkeye which let's just talk about hawkeye there was a new trailer dropped uh, following on from that, apparently Echo is going to be getting her own spin-off show, okay. which this was either a producer or a writer on Hawkeye has been saying a load of stuff. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if the people citing this guy are trustworthy or not. I've been hearing it all over the place. Apparently the Echo series is going to be reintroducing the Daredevil cast. Okay. In, in some way, shape, or form. Apparently, it's going to be like a soft reboot. So, it's the same cast. They've got, like, the same relationship and everything. It's just certain elements of their backstory are going to be changed so that it fits in with the MCU proper now. That's interesting. So, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. But it would kind of make sense. Like, Hawkeye is going to have a Daredevil character in it with Echo. The storyline has Kingpin as a villain, so they could bring Kingpin back for the series as the villain. Mm-hmm. And then if the the thing that introduces the Daredevil characters gets a spin-off, it would make sense that in that spin-off they would reintroduce more Daredevil characters. It certainly would. It all makes sense, doesn't it? So Big news. You know, big 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 Roos Loomers right there. Roos He's back again. Um, so yeah, Hawkeye has come out. They've announced that it's starting on November 24th with two episodes dropping on day one, and it's a six-part series, so we're going to get six episodes. So I did the maths. This is going to end three days before Christmas. Oof. So the reason we're getting two episodes on the same day, I, I'm pretty sure, is so that it finishes the week before Christmas because it is a Christmas holiday extravaganza. Mm, extravaganza. We also got to see a lot more of the uh, Steve Rogers the musical in this trailer, and it looks like a right old time. And it looks like <laughs> Hawkeye is not happy about how he's being portrayed on screen, <laughs> on stage. Sorry, amazing. <laughs> yes, uh, more trick shot arrows. By the way, doing some trick shots with bottles and ting. Bit of that. Uh, what other Marvel news? There was a new teaser for the Eternals. This is a big old behind-the-scenes featurette and stuff like that. Yeah, there is um, a lot of stuff coming out for the Eternals at the minute. Yeah, the, the final trailer came out a month ago, and then we've had, like, two TV spots and <laughs> and now a behind-the-scenes featurette. Yeah. Um, but the producer has said that in the movie we won't be getting... Um, What's his name? Dakin Blackfire or something? What uh, Kit Harrington's character, Black Knight. I can't remember what the guy's actual name is. Um, we won't see him become Black Knight in the movie. 
Oh, okay. Or he said in the movie, and then went on to say there will be two post-credit scenes. Oh, okay, so you're addressing both things there, right? So it's a potential that we won't get it in like the two-hour movie or two and a half hour. I think it is. Um, we did actually get the runtime. Let me just get that up because I had it scroll up a little bit further, a little bit further, too far. Uh, it's going to be two hours thirty-seven minutes, which is longer than Infinity War, but shorter than Endgame. Hmm, probably about right. Uh, probably about right for that kind of film. Yeah. So he's he he said those two things in sort of the same breath, which makes me think that we're going to get Black Knight getting the Ebony Blade and becoming Black Knight in the post credits. Mm. Which that would be very cool. Also, there was a lot more details in this trailer and. I've been doing my research on the Eternals now on Clued Up, and it all seems really fucking sick. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're excited, yeah? Uh, I, I'm even more excited than I already was. I'm going full comic, um, comic nerd. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much everything for the Marvel news then. that's I'm not going to talk about everything in that featurette because there was a lot and it's just a bit unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it basically so. is kind of trailers. Is there anything else apart from Hawkeye that's come out, really? Uh, yes, trailers. We had the trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, this is the Home Alone reboot. That nobody really wanted? Nobody wanted or asked for. It's got the young lad from Jojo Rabbit, but not Jojo. It was his mate. Yeah, who I know who you mean. We all the kid with loved. the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's kind of doing the exact same thing again, which you know I'm not entirely mad about. Um, Archie Yates, his name was. Uh, but this cast is bringing in like Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper. Uh, is it Ellie Kemper? Um, the the girl who played Erin on The Office, the ginger one. Oh, okay, they're playing yeah, the yeah. robbers in this one. There are certain scenes in this which are just directly ripped off from the original Home Alone. But we saw um, Macaulay Culkin's brother in the movie because I can't remember any of the names right now. Kevin McAllister's older brother mm. was it Buddy? Or Buzz, something like that. His bully older brother is now a police officer in the area, um, so he's coming back to reprise his role, stuff like that. It it seems like a bad rehashing of the original. Uh, no thanks, not for me. Again. This comes out on Disney Plus on November twelfth. Again, if you really want to check it out, the one nobody asked for. Yeah, nobody asked for. Yeah, but nobody asked for like the made-for-TV movie that came out two years ago and like the seven sequels that it got anyway. Yeah. So, you know, just keep fucking churning them out if you really want. Yeah. The next one before we get to like the the big trailer, this was for the Black Phone. This is a new upcoming oh, horror yeah, movie showing Ethan Hawke. Saw this trailer. Seen the creepy mask. Yeah, really good. The yeah. creepy mask is what made me watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, he looks a bit like the Babadook with that mask on. Yeah, it's got um, that kind of vibe. So this is written and directed by Scott Derrickson, who obviously did Sinister, and he also did Doctor Strange, the first one. This is coming out on February 4th, 2022 in the UK. It just said, in the trailer, it said, come in this February. So I'm not sure what the US release date is. Uh, a guy is a creepy magician who kidnaps and murders children. As you fucking well do. Um, <laughs> it seemed very much like it meets prisoners. Yeah, got that. Vibe. Is what I would say it was with a little bit of like spooky, like insidious stuff going on. The ghosts of the children that he murdered are helping this new captured child try and escape. Mm-hmm. 
kind of like Stranger Thingy vibes with like kids having dreams and like trying to ride around on the bikes in the rain and thing. Yeah, <laughs> looks uh, looks interesting though. Looks good. It looks. It does look good. Like the whole thing of Ethan Hawke's character is probably like the big sell for this. To be fair, because it's like what what is up with him? Like has he got yeah. some kind of strange like? Almost feels like he's got some kind of strange supernaturalish powers. You know what I mean? Like there's just something yeah. really weird about him. Uh, they're either going to go down that route, or he's just so warped in the head because he said like that room hasn't changed since he was a child. So I'm guessing the same thing happened to him when he was a kid. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, spooky goings on. Spooky, spooks indeed. Uh, it's definitely a Blumhouse movie. And then the big, the big trailer. We finally got our first look at Scream 5, or as it's just been called, Scream, because mm-hmm. we're carrying on that trend that films are doing now where they're just a sequel to just the original one, probably, but they've just got the same name as the original one, <laughs> uh, just to make it confusing, like Halloween 2018 and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, our first look at Scream 5. Uh, apparently, this was greatly inspired by um, Wes Craven's original Scream and stuff like that, which... Yeah, okay, but he didn't have any part of this because this happened long after he was dead. Uh, We're getting the original cast, a lot of the original cast back, and then we're getting new faces like Jenna Ortega and Dylan Minnette, who you'll know from every teen movie that's been happening (laughs) lately. Um, The new killer is tracking down anybody related to the original killings, because of course he is. I have not seen anything past Scream 2, so I don't know where the story is left off ever, and I don't know what this is a sequel to. So, little plug for our mates. If you want to hear more about this, listen to the... uh, Not the Eavesdrop podcast. An Earful podcast. Mm -hmm. They talk everything about horror movies. They did a live reviewing of the trailer, which is on their YouTube channel. I'm sure they're going to be talking about it on the podcast as well. Yeah, more than likely. This looked great. We had a like an opening scene similar to the original Scream, only now it's now it's in 2021, so everything's <laughs> smartphones, and also they've got those smart locks where they can lock everything from the house, but the killer has access to it, so they just keep opening and shutting the locks and everything. <laughs> it's 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 like Scream, but 2021 is Gen Z screams, boys. <laughs> Gen Z screams. <laughs> I uh, don't think we've had any announcement of any, either of the original two killers coming back, but I'm pretty sure both of them died in the end. Mm. So I don't imagine them coming back. Jack Quaid is in this as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe it's going to be the son of one of the original killers, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jack Quaid was talking a lot about this when he was filming it. He was like all over that social hype, wasn't he? He was, he was indeed. And now he's all over the social hype saying that The Boys Season 3 is around. There was a teaser for The Boys Season 3, but it was just, you know, sort of like a vault um, news report type thing. So it wasn't a real tease, it was kind of an in-universe tease. Yeah. Anyway, Scream 2022 comes out on January 14th, 2022. They missed that Halloween release date, but you don't want to go up against Halloween kills anyway. Absolutely not. Um, Shall we find time to die? Um... What, what, hang on, we got to synchronise our watches because we've got to make sure we do this at the same time. You ready? Our, our cool EMP watches. I'm synchronising yeah. it. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, we're good. Sound. Oh, you can't, you can't hear my clapping because we're recording with a uh, noise suppression on, but... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's all right. You'll hear it on the you'll hear it on the episode. <laughs> right. Let's get up the IMDb for No Time to Die. This in my heart. This film is just called Time to Die now. <laughs> the first thing you said when we sat in that screen was like, they better at some point in this movie say no. Time to die. No, um, it got close. There was one moment. No, where... so, no spoilers, but we got very close got very enough close. that we both we we both gave a little silent round of applause and nodded at each other. It was like a bit of like a elbowy kind of. Eh, 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 they said eh, the thing. Eh. They said the thing. <laughs> they said the name of the film in the film, guys. <laughs> so, no time to die. This is the twenty fifth entry into the James Bond franchise. This is the fifth film. For Daniel Craig, uh, this is the first Bond film for director Kari Joe Fukunaga. Nailed it! Yeah, uh, it had a budget of roughly two hundred and fifty to three hundred million, and currently at the box office, it's sitting at roughly three hundred twenty-five million. I mean, this film also had about two billion in marketing or something stupid because of how long they marketed it for. Yeah, like I'm surprised um, this made money back at all. Well, we don't know yet. It's too early <laughs> we to say. We don't know. It's too early end. to say. So, early reviews. IMDb, it's at 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes at 84. And Metacritic is at 68. Metacritic is always a lot lower. I've noticed. It feels very critical, doesn't it? Yeah. So, shall we get talking about this film? Go ahead. Take it away. What did you think of the film? <sighs> so... I had, like, when last time we talked about this on the podcast, we were like, oh, yeah, people are saying it's really good online. Oh, yeah, look at the box office. It's doing great. And then I had a few people close to me go and watch it, uh, one of which is my girlfriend's dad, who we love talking about films together. We have a very similar opinions on films most of the time. And he left it saying that it was the biggest waste of time. He told me not to waste my money to go see it in the cinema he thought it was absolute trash they said it was long and boring and nothing happens and stuff and then i think i watched a completely different movie because i really fucking enjoyed it i really enjoyed it but like upon reflection i i do get that it felt there was a lot of action in it don't get me wrong but it was really just kind of like john wick action scenes you know where it's just like gunplay and yeah. fighting in small spaces. Like, there wasn't, other than the bit at the beginning... We had of, about 20 car flips. Yeah. <laughs> other, than, other than the first act where we get the uh, the car scenes that you see from the trailers, there's nothing else really like that. I don't think the it was all just gunplay from there, wasn't it? So, it definitely, like, it was slow. I will say it was slow. But I don't think it was ever, like, boring and mm. dull. You know what I mean? There was always something happening. Uh, yes, the action was loaded in, like you said, the first act and then the end of the last act. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm. did have little bits in between. Like, we had this stuff in uh, Norway, was it? Yeah. I believe it was Norway. That was in, like, the end of the second act. And, like, that had some cool action scenes in it. Um. But definitely it was very front-loaded on that sort of stuff. I don't know. I didn't mind it so much. It was it was the last Daniel Craig movie. It was sort of like an end of an era for Bond. It was 25 years of Bond, so they were celebrating... Not 25 years. Sorry, it's been over like 45 years. Um, 
it was 25 movies, so there's lots of homages to all that sort of stuff. It was wrapping up all the Daniel Craig stories and stuff like that. So, of course, like it wasn't going to be 100% balls-the-wall action. Like It wasn't going to be Quantum of Solace. It was going to be a bit more like Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really didn't mind that. I left this perfectly happy with having seen it. Um, surprised by the things that had happened. I didn't think I was going to get surprised by this film. Um, obviously, like we said, it's been marketed that many times. We've seen that many different versions of trailers and stuff. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. After I was told not to waste six pounds to go see it, they told me <laughs> six pounds was a waste of money to go see it. <laughs> I think I got more than my six pounds worth out of this movie. Yeah, I think, I think eighty-four percent, maybe a little bit high. I'd say seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I thought it was. It it missed for me. It was like it was really about wrapping up the Daniel Craig story. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was that was the purpose of the film, and that's what it focused on. It was a lot about um, humanizing James Bond. Really, I would have said. Yeah, like. It made James Bond feel more like, like I said, the only thing I can compare it to is it makes it feel, he, it made him feel more John Wick than James Bond in this because it was more like, you know, he didn't have all of his, he had a, a few gadgets and stuff, don't get me wrong, but he didn't have like all of his gadgets. He was, they, I think this is the most gadgets that we've added in a Daniel Craig movie. Would you say like We had so? the car with the gadgets and we had like the EMP watch and stuff like that, like... Other than that, the only gadget I can think of is the is the fingerprint gun from Skyfall. Mm. Yeah, maybe suppose so. It just I don't so, know. Maybe because it was spread out over three hours, it felt like maybe it was a little bit lacking. But uh, I liked the whole I liked the whole man on a mission feel of it, and a lot like just a bit more. You just felt a bit more nomady. You know, like about the halfway through. The stakes felt high in this, didn't you think? The yeah. stakes felt higher than, like, all these other Bonds. Like, the stakes have, haven't have been too high. It's not been since, like, Roger... Uh, well, not Roger Moore. Since Piers Brosnan that the world has been at stake. Yeah. And then this one was like, we're going out on a climax. Like, this could essentially affect the whole world. And we left it saying they've definitely had to ADR and change some lines of this because of things that have happened in the world. I don't want to, like, spoil it straight off the bat before we get into spoilers, but there's definitely things that we thought they had to change for COVID reasons. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that. So Um, it felt timely, weirdly enough. There was a lot of uh, blinking-you'll-miss-it moments in this film as well. Like, especially the Towards the End that was a big old blinking you'd miss it kind of thing. And that's what I saw a lot of people saying online as well. Like, if someone like looked away at a very particular moment towards the end and you didn't understand why a choice had to be made at the end, it was like you could have mm-hmm. totally, have, um, totally have missed the context of it and it would have just felt a bit weird. Yeah, I think it did pretty well to explain a lot of its stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it could have got muddied and lost in there, but everything was sort of explained pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I get that. I'm trying to not say too much without spoiling stuff, because this is definitely a film that you want to kind of go in blind for. Mm-hmm. Even though you've had uh, two, three years of it being marketed to you. but I think they did pretty well at hiding the storyline, though. You mm. know what I mean? Like... 
we saw obviously we've seen a lot of the action beats but it, the main core plot has been hidden quite well from those trailers yeah it would have been very easy for them to show off too much of this film mhm what did you think of uh the new characters in this so we had Rami Malek as a new villain um Safin we had Lashana Lynch as Nomi who was the new double O agent yeah, we had we had plenty of new characters. What did we think of them all? Uh, Anna Di Anna Diarmas, uh, Anna Diarmas, yeah, yeah. She was she was she was good for the uh, five minutes that she was in it. <laughs> she was that was like such a great scene, and she was a really interesting character. Like we've never really had a character like her in yeah. Bond. I don't think. Yeah, um, yeah. I enjoyed the new characters. I thought uh, thought the new Double O agent was cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe what a do you think of the villain then? Uh, you know what? I thought the villain was good. I thought he was set up really, really well at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of, I didn't quite understand the bit, and this is right at the beginning. But obviously, he, let's just say he takes a few bullets right at the beginning. Um, mm. and I just totally don't understand how he just carried on as normal. He took like three bullets. Is uh, he, bulletproof in it? Is he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> that mask was definitely bulletproof on it. That's in the trailer. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I don't know. Um. I feel like maybe he wasn't in it enough. I felt like by the time I'd seen, by the time I'd got like an understanding of his character, like we see him right at the beginning. You only see him again about halfway through the movie. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then he comes back right at the end and it's like, now he's the big villain guy. And obviously he's he's working in the scenes, behind the scenes. In the and all that. Yeah, he's in the shadows. Yeah. He's orchestrating a lot of stuff. But it, I don't know. I felt like maybe if you've got someone like Rami Malek and his, his character was really cool and interesting, it was just like, I don't know whether that's a Bond thing or not, but it just felt really heavily towards the end. And then it was just it- like right, okay, these are the stakes and, you know. It could, again, be an issue with, um, obviously, maybe a re-edit of some kind, obviously, after the pandemic and stuff, because his character was very much intertwined with that plot line and stuff. Yeah. So maybe it ended up quite a bit more, ending up on the chopping room floor. But also... The way I think of it is he's only in it as much as Christoph Waltz was as Blofeld in Spectre, mm. but that was a much shorter film, so it felt like he is in a larger percentage of the runtime. Mm. But Blofeld in that film, he's in the shadows at that Spectre meeting, isn't he? Yeah. And then we don't see him again until they're at his facility at the end, and then they're in his facility, then they chase him down to London. Yeah. And then you have him in London. So he's only in it as much as Rami Malek is in this film as well. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, true. It's just because it is a much longer runtime, we have a lot bigger gaps between him being on screen. We yeah. you know, we probably see more of his henchmen, which I like, like I said, the celebrating 25 Bond movies. Like, we had more gadgets. We had a few more callbacks to the older movies and stuff like that. And then, like, we've got, we got a, a henchman with a weird physical defect in this. Like, we used to get, like, Jaws and Odd Job and stuff like that. This guy had a bionic eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Very Italian, very bionic eye. Mm. And I liked the uh, the Bond acknowledgement of that right at the beginning. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig was really good in this. Do you not reckon that his accent went a little bit weird in a couple scenes? Yeah, but I thought he was like... A, I just thought he, he was just really good. And I think he re- yeah. he really carried a lot of the movie. Like not, not, well, ju- not yeah. I mean not just as James Bond. I mean like in terms of entertainment, he was like really, really good. And it know, felt like he wanted to be in this one, whereas Spectre he felt like he didn't want to be in that movie yeah, as much. You know what? It had the same, it felt like it had the same passion behind it as how he was in Knives Out. Yeah. That's one thing that I I was talking about this earlier today in work. Um, and I was saying how his accent slips a little bit, and I was thinking, lining it up timeline-wise, he was probably shooting them both around the same time, and I was thinking maybe he was like, he came back on the James Bond set, and he was like, okay, I need to lose the Southern American accent, okay, I'm British, I'm British, I need to figure out my British accent again, and that's why it sounded a little bit weird, because it was only in the scenes where he was in London, so I was like, maybe maybe he was just figuring out his accent again for those little bits. (laughs) How British am I? Because he went between like the Queen's English, which he's been doing for James Bond in all the other films, and then he kind of went into his natural accent, mm. which it was just it was just funny to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. didn't draw me out of it. It was just funny. Yeah, uh, I think he looked like he had a lot of fun making this film. Oh yeah, definitely. And it might be like you said because they humanized the character a bit more, like they did in Skyfall. This felt like a sequel to Skyfall and not Spectre so much. Mm-hmm. Um, because the character was fragile again, and he had a lot more emotion to him and stuff like that. Whereas they did that in Skyfall, they broke the character down, and then he came back for Spectre, and he was jumping off buildings and stuff again, like nothing could hurt him. So I don't know. Uh, Shall we get into spoilers? Yeah, I feel like we've pretty much digested most of this film anyway. Um, but let's move on to spoilers and. Uh, kind of wrap up some of the main bits that you want to talk about. So, yep, uh, time-coded in the description. If you want to skip ahead and catch us for the outro, you can do that. If not, go watch it come back. Uh, Right, spoilers. We're in the spoiler territory now. Okay, so we can actually talk about the plot a bit more. Yeah, so so this is what I mean. Like, it just felt like it went from... It went from someone's trying to kill Bond to end of the world real quick <laughs> yeah which i don't know it kind of makes sense yeah um, i get that i get that it was tying up specter wasn't it yeah and then and it was the whole thing of um it was the whole thing of the the thing that the good guys created came back to bite them basically wasn't yeah. it yeah that's so that's what we were alluding to we think they changed it it's now a bio organic like uh, nanobots that can uh basically track your dna and kill you like that and it's going to infect the entire world but it's only going to kill certain people and that kind of felt a little bit strange um especially after covid and stuff like that and then at the end, when they're in that facility, whenever a body falls in it, if they're not wearing like that plasticky stuff, then they get eaten to bits. Like it's definitely alive; it's not a robot. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't get what they were doing. Were they like farming it, or were they like cultivating? They were farming the poison. That, so they were basically weaponizing smallpox. I think was originally the concept of it, and then they changed it because in that lab at the beginning, like it's a smallpox lab. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is what I mean. It was definitely there was definitely some changes going on because that was the part that just didn't feel like for a James Bond movie felt a little bit strangely put together, if you get me. Yeah, it felt it felt like too elaborate, you know what I mean? Like they had to add too many extra steps in to kind of make it not a bioweapon. Yeah. Which I think they used it really smartly. Like the the scene with Anna Dielmas um where they go to the Spectre party. Mm-hmm. That was really smart how they did that. Um I lost my trail of thought then. It was really smart how they did that then, but it kind of still felt like a little bit strange when they tried to explain it. And obviously it was all setting up that final twist at the end, which, shall we talk about the twist at the end? Yeah, so this is the blinking you'll miss it moment that I'm talking about. This is the the bit that was like, like... A lot of people didn't catch that. A lot of people didn't catch that he, like, it was him that scratched his face with the glass or whatever. And that's why, you know, that's why he couldn't do it. It's like, we got it because we watched it. But, it, like, if you if you missed that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they didn't make it clear what was in that necklace. And then they didn't make it clear that he smashed him in the face with the necklace until afterwards. Mm. And, like... And then, like, he starts to explain his master plan type thing. is like, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. basically, Bond in this movie um, has a child, um, which I noticed right at the beginning of the film. You know, when he puts her on the train, there's a split second before the door shuts and she holds her stomach, and I, I turned to Charlotte at the beginning of the film and said, she's pregnant. Yeah. So they called it right at the beginning. So he's got this family, and obviously... Judging on your DNA, that's how the weapon can kill you. So if you're infected with that bioweapon that's targeted to that DNA, if you come anywhere near them, that person will die. So Rami Malek's villain makes a vial out of his girlfriend. I can't remember what her character's name is called. Yeah, he had um, it as... Um, Madeline Swan. Yeah, he had it as like a contingency plan, didn't he? Yeah, so even if Bond could defeat him, Bond could never see the love of his life and his child again. If he did, then it would kill the pair of them. So I thought that was going to be like, I thought that was going to be like the end game. I thought even Madeline was going to die for her daughter because like they kind of tease that a few times as well. Like saying like, Oh, what mother wouldn't sacrifice themselves for the child and all that sort of stuff. They repeat that a lot of times. Mm. Um, And then like, it's a, it's a big gut punch. Like Bond can finally get out and like, like this is like the end of Daniel Craig's arc. Like it started out in the Quantum of Solace. Uh, sorry, Casino Reale learned to finally trust someone in Vesper. Then he found out that she betrayed him, and then all this sort of stuff. So he's he's up and down with like trust and family and MI six turning against him and all this sort of stuff. And then he finally finds someone he can have a child. It's like oh, he can have a happy ending. And then the rug gets pulled. He can't have that happy ending. Yeah, and then. And then they just pull the rug out again, <sighs> and 
fucking Bond gets nuked to fuck. Yeah, literally. Like, what? <laughs> and I cannot believe they had the balls to kill James Bond. <laughs> like, I was genuinely shook at the end of that. Yeah, like, to give him a proper ending. Like, 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 Daniel Craig is done with this role. He is never coming back. A missile slapped him in the fucking face. Well, not just <laughs> like, not just a single missile. About five, ten, fifteen missiles slapped him in the fucking face. That's what I mean. Like, I genuinely couldn't believe that they did that. Um, <laughs> which I mean, I'm here for it. I love things taking big steps. But what did you think of like that? Like killing him off. It was definitely like more poetic to to actually do that. I think, I think it was a good choice personally. Mm-hmm. I think it was a better choice to do that rather than just like remove him from the universe or just not explain it because they never exp- they never really ever explain where the other bonds go. Oh well, so I was explaining this to Richard after we saw this. All the bonds up until Daniel Craig. So, from Sean Connery to Piers Brosnan, they were all the same Bond. Um, They sometimes had characters that bled over between them and stuff like that. They were all meant to be the same James Bond. And then when Casino Royale came out, that was a hard reboot. Oh, okay. So, this was like his own type thing. So, these five films are a self-contained story. They're not related to any of the previous ones. That's why they reintroduced characters in new ways and stuff like that. And... Like, Blofeld didn't uh, didn't know Bond... Well, they did, because they made him half... Uh, stepbrothers. Um, or adoptive brothers. But, like, some of the other characters, like, meeting Moneypenny for the first time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ending this and killing him off means that they can start fresh again, you know what I mean? Yeah. And start a whole new Bond story again. And what's your big hope for a new Bond story, Chris? <sighs> Right, because you couldn't. I you couldn't them, tell me enough as we were walking out of the cinema. Could you? I could. I was so excited. I, it's weird. I was excited that Bond was dead. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I thought we all thought that they were just going to kind of recast him and keep the storyline going. A lot of people wanted like Tom Hardy or Henry Cavill or something like that. Um, that sort of character to carry on the same story and the same style and stuff. Keep like it was basically going to be Daniel Craig two point oh. Mm. Now that he's dead, and that version of the Bond is dead, and we have canonically that Bond is not a code name, so even if, like, everything else, he can't come back, you know what I mean? It's, like, James Bond is his birth name. It's not a code name they could pass on to someone else. So that storyline is done. I want a hard reboot. I want a hard reboot, and it's set in the 60s, and we go back, and it's, like, a modern version of, like, Doctor No or something like that. Like, go back... They they added a lot more of Bond's military history into this, his naval history, should I say. They called him, like, Commander Bond and stuff like that in this. So go back and, like, show us, like, that Navy commander, James Bond, in the 60s, old-school spy stuff. Like, Men from Uncle. I loved the Men from Uncle movie. I thought it was great. So give us, like, that sort of style, aesthetic. And it'll be so different. Like, we have had so many Bond clones, and then Bond became... This Daniel Craig one was sort of in retaliation to the Bourne franchise, wasn't it? So, mm-hmm. like, all the spy films for the last 20 years have felt and looked the exact same, haven't they? So, go all balls to the wall, hard reboot, back in the 60s, start from scratch. 
Oh, and reset you to zero. Work the way back through again. Maybe not like work your way back through, but you know what I mean. Like put him back to that sort of his origin timeline. You know what I mean. Mm. Give us like Bond in the sixties, using his sort of like janky gadgets back when like miniature cameras were high tech and stuff. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to use like poison darts and stuff because you don't just have smart blood that can instantly track people and kill people. <laughs> I just I kind of want to take like the modern aesthetic away from it almost and just go. Just go, here you go. Here it is. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I just think that would be really interesting and it would be so different from everything else that we're getting right now. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a refreshing start as well. You could still have like a Tom Hardy or someone doing something like that as well. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon they'd have a uh, Tom yeah. Hardy or do you reckon they've kind of done this to set up a new Bond? The new, uh, the new Bond. Oh, they've definitely done it so that they can start a clean slate, but we could still have someone like Tom Hardy or something like that. Like, We're still going to get like a big-name actor taking on the role, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not going to get someone small. Like, We're going to get someone... They can, they can change him up so much now. This death was the best thing to happen to Bond since Casino Royale, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I just think it's so ballsy that they did it, like... We all know we're going to get another Bond before we die, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're going to reboot it in five years' time or something. Right. Probably less, because this film should have came out over a year ago. They're like, oh, well, it's four years now. Uh, right, I guess we should uh, probably wrap it up there. I think we've uh, yeah. spoken enough about... I think we've found plenty of time to die, and we can now kind of bury that old, uh, old reference now. I think it's done. <laughs> yeah. So until next time, until next time, until next time. So everyone, until make sure you're time, following us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Get Real Pod, and making sure you can email us as well if you're so inclined at GetRealPodUK at gmail dot com. And if you want to support the podcast, best way to do that is to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us, whether that be Apple Podcast. Amazon Music, uh, Google Play Store, anywhere. It's everywhere. Or if you want, head over to uh, Podchaser. And if you leave us a rate and review there, it will syndicate it to all the other distributors like Spotify and all that sort of stuff. Let everyone know that you're watching us. That would be much appreciated. But the even better way, even better than leaving us a rate and review, is to tell all your friends about us. When you see us posting stuff on socials, just repost those socials. Just get it out there. Get more ears on the podcast, and that just helps us grow. Um, like we said, don't forget to check out some of our friends' podcasts as well. We've got um, an earful podcast if you want to check out horror stuff. Now that it is the spooky month of October. But we also have a second podcast ourselves, that is Get Real Gaming, which our friends Richard and Lawrence produce. That comes out every Wednesday. We put these out every Monday, so stay tuned, subscribe to the feed, and thank you so much for listening, guys. Cool. Uh, We will catch you next week when we talk about another film that we have to go to the cinema for. Uh, There there will be time for Carnage. That's the name of that one, isn't it? Venom 2, Time for Carnage? Sounds about right. Yeah, we'll see you for some... No time to carnage. No, all the time to carnage. (laughs) Right, we'll catch you later, everyone. See you later. Bye. We are Bond. It's a good crossover.